All right, let's go. It is a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show. A pre-Thanksgiving edition of the Plank Show. And we got a lot to get to on the program today. So, taking tomorrow off to celebrate Thanksgiving with our family. And then on Friday, we'll be back to preview everything. And I mean everything in the world of college football. And review a little bit too. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I think this is a – oh, so – you can you can only do that on that computer? Seriously? Oh, I'm sorry. Here. Here you go, Josh. This one's better than over there. All right. So that's the only computer we can do that? Because Drake said, hey, when Josh comes in, I'll just have him go in studio. Uh, and I just thought it was because you were cutting it close. But that's the only computer you can do this on. Uh, automation, yeah. Yeah, that's, wow. the, that's the one. This is the only time you can do it? Weren't doing it during six to nine. No, 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 no. I have to. No, no, no. I I did do it through six eight nine. This is the inside baseball that you talked about. Chris right, Mike. right, right. Um, so there's more to it than yes, just. Yes, there there's more than meets the eye. So we have we don't carry the Dan Patrick show. You will understand this. You right. have to pay extra for the Dan Patrick That's show right. if you're uh, a Fox <laughs> Sports radio affiliate. Uh-huh. So for our time slot, you for play. that time okay. slot of eight to eleven. Have to fill with something, so I've got three hours of the T Row of the Morning show from today to put Wait in a minute. There. We're on nine to noon. Why can't you put two hours of our show on there? I can if you want. What there you go. You, I mean I'll have to hop back in there. That seems It'd a little be. bit unfair. Yeah. That T Row would be no, It fine. just do means whatever. I'll have to hop in here again. Dad, do, do whatever makes it. That's the fun. simplicity. Where so. we we know where we rank. You know, there goes <laughs> we're number one. There goes T Row in the morning. That's right. And then Teddy yeah. and Tyler. Then Travis and and Locked In or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then then Steel Man and Thune. Then <laughs> then there's the golf show. Then there's the high school. <laughs> then there's us. Yeah. Seem about right? That's Happy right. Thanksgiving. We're, yeah. we're gonna kick you guys to uh KRFSports.tv. Wouldn't surprise hey, me. Hey, easy at all. now. Wouldn't surprise me <laughs> at all. What's up, Josh? How are you? Good morning. What's um so what's the outrage you think from last night's playoff selection? Well, what Anything? do you think? I, I don't know if there is a ton. I don't, so you and I talked about this yesterday on the program. And it it's too easy to screw up, right? It, it, yes. It literally, the playoff rankings are too easy to screw up right now. When teams are undefeated? Right. To this stage? When, when you have four undefeated teams... A, and again, we, we can all get mad about Lincoln Rally all we want, but a USC team that is, you know, making its case. I don't really, and that being a Pac-12 champion, a, a, an ACC champion, that's making its case. I don't really know, Josh Helmer, what you can complain about right now. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot of audio to share. Now, I sat in on Boo Corrigan's post-release um, last night, and – Historically, traditionally in this, you have seen what what I think have been less than fireworks-laden post-ratings, rankings, excuse me, press conferences, right? They've been kind of dull. Hey, what'd you see here? Why did you think about moving this team up? What what does it matter? There hasn't been as much animosity post-rankings. There's been no need to, right? Maybe some questions about... You know, why is, is Clemson where they Eight. are? Right. I mean, that, that would be the one. So it was weird for me because, like you said, I, I didn't think too much of the post 
the post-ranking show. Right? I didn't think anything was too shocking. Um, I didn't think anyone was too outraged, right? It was just it, – it was the those are the four teams right now. And then we'll jockey with five, five through ten. Um, and what did Heather Dinich say? No team ranked lower than seventh, I think it was. Seventh. At this point has gotten in. At this point in the season has gotten in. I, for some reason, nine is on – is that a niner in there? But I'm. it, it may have been – anyway, you've got to be in that top, you know, nine or seven if you feel like you still have a sure. shot. So I, I left that show last night thinking, oh, okay. Then I then I tuned into the teleconference. Who boy, um, there are some upset people about the way this thing played out. So I'm, you and I saw it the same way, right? This makes sense. This is how it should be, but there is a certain faction of the media that is hot right now in a certain state, which covers a certain team that wears is Clemson orange and purple? Purple, purple uh, a team, and orange. A team that wears purple and orange. Clemson reporters are mad online right now, Josh Helmer. There's a couple of two lost teams in front of them. Yes. It was um, – I, I can't – I want to play the questions because you can almost hear – like the growing anger yeah. whenever these guys are asking questions. But I'm going to read you the transcription mm-hmm. of the first question about Clemson. Are you, uh, are you ready? I'm prepared. Okay. Here we go. Very first question. I'm trying to wrap my head around LSU being ranked ahead of Clemson. <laughs> they each have a blowout loss, LSU to Tennessee, Clemson to Notre Dame, both top 15, but LSU has that loss, virtual home loss at Florida State, a team that Clemson beat on the road. How do you consider common opponents as far as ranking for those teams? I mean, this dude goes on for like five minutes. It's a uh, f- fair points that are being made. I'm curious. As soon as we get to the point where we're comparing a one-loss Clemson to a one-loss Big Ten team, how did the committee decide to put Louisville in the top 25 over Illinois or Purdue? So then there was the, okay, you, you guys are mad at Clemson. Well, guess what? They gifted Louisville a top 25 ranking to help out your schedule. Hold on, I'm not done. I wanted to ask you, how do you value Clemson's resume overall? When the committee looks at this, the value of a one-loss conference champion, and then also how you guys value a one-loss conference champion as a whole. Nine, hold on, I think I got it right. Eight of the 11 questions that were asked involved Clemson in some way, shape, or form. And, again, if you're – I think most people that are listening to this program right now probably either know of or watched the playoff rankings. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU stayed the same, but – while Tennessee tumbled to 10, essentially everyone moved up one spot. LSU to 5, USC to 6, Bama to 7, Clemson to 8. And there were your major movers. So I so I ask this right off the top. Does Clemson have a beef? Yeah, Clemson's got a beef. They've got a beef. The main thing is, again, don't allow – the College Football Playoff Rankings Committee, this opportunity, right? Don't lose a game, and you don't have this problem. But just even right there, the the question that the reporter asked is a 
fair point. Right. How does LSU lose a game convincingly, lose to Florida State, who Clemson beat, and then get ranked multiple spots in front of them? I don't, I don't know. With one extra loss, it, it's a fair argument. Do you want to hear from Boo here, or do you want to save it to the next segment and get in some BV talk? Your choice. Got to hear from my Boo. Okay. Can you play it? Thank you, Drake. Um, let's see. Where do we want to start here with Boo Carrington? Do you want to go with the answer to that first question that we had? Okay. So it was LSU ahead of Clemson and the why behind it. Here's what head of the four-team playoff committee chair Boo Carrington had to say. Again, we're looking for growth during the course of the season. Um, and LSU, since that um, – Can I make just one quick complaint? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know people are using this for audio all across the world. Why are we still using speakerphone? Do you need Josh to move to this mic? Okay. Why are we using speakerphone? Have him pick up the damn phone and hold it. All right? Or – or this is crazy. This is a wild thing I'm going to lay out. They've got this invention. It's called Zoom. All right? You all can get on a damn Zoom link so it doesn't sound like trash. All right. I'm done with that. Let, let, let's go back. This is LSU ahead of Clemson and why. Again, we're looking for growth during the course of the season. Um, and LSU, since that um, lost to Florida State, um, you know, in, in the way that they've played and the way they continue to improve, uh, the win over Alabama, the convincing win over Mississippi, um, are, are two things that we've really looked at. Um, with regard to Clemson, you know, yeah, it does matter. Six and one against teams over 500. Um, the, the two ranked teams are in there, but, but as we look at it in the comparable to um, the, the Notre Dame loss um, in, in South- wait, 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 that's not right. Did you hear what he just said? What did he say? Oh, do you, Will it be easier if he moves over here just so you don't have to? You sure? All right. He basically said Clemson was 6-1 and one in teams over 6-1 and one versus teams over 500. Notre Dame's over 500. What the hell is he talking about? Unless I heard that wrong. Here, let me go back just to, just to Skosh. Mississippi um, are, are two things that we've really looked at. Um, with regard to Clemson, you know, yeah, it does matter. Six and one against teams over 500. What? So have they played more than seven teams with above 500 records? Well, I mean, to say they're six and one, um, I, I, okay, anyway, when he said, I thought he said below 500. All right, I'm better. Never mind. My bad. I was like, wait, what? Okay, see, that's why listening a second time is good. All right, here we go. Um, with regard to Clemson, you know, yeah, it does matter. Six and one against teams over 500. Yeah, set over. Um, the, the two ranked teams are in there. But, but as we look at it in the comparable to um, the, the Notre Dame loss um, in, in South Bend, 35 to 14, and, and how that game uh, kind of went down as, as each member of the committee who's watching it and studying it and looking at everything came back with the conclusion that we uh, saw LSU at five and Clemson at eight. Do you know what I wish they just would have said? Th- this is me, all right, I'm, and I'm not getting too triggered this morning, as you can tell. We think LSU's better. Yeah, just say that. We think LSU's a better team, but they've lost two games. We think they're better than USC. We think um, if they played each other, they'd beat them. Or, or even at this – you, you, if you would want to appease the masses and have USC ranked fifth, I think it's okay to say, 
We got LSU seventh in the rankings, but we know that if they win against Georgia, they're in the playoffs. That You could also come out and say that. Boom. Right? Done. Hey, we think LSU's better than USC. But the record with this, that's what the committee came up with. You don't have to give me the, well, here's their record above 500. No, no, no. Just, just, I wish they would say that. And maybe in a roundabout ways, we wouldn't accept that, right? We drill, well, why, 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 why? But I, I was laughing about, you know, just the in general idea that somehow this is a battle between LSU and USC. It's, I mean, LSU has one angle to get in, and that's, and technically so does USC. Right. The only way there's not going to be a debate, Josh, about whether or not LSU or USC is getting in. That debate would then be about maybe Georgia and USC. Right. Correct. Yes. So LSU wins out, wins the SEC championship. They're getting in. Yeah, they're getting in. And you know what? USC would be out because if TCU wins, because Georgia's getting in. Georgia's. Yeah. So. It's like, here's LSU versus USC's resume. And, and I'm kind of laughing because in my mind, it's like, you know, who cares, right? It, there's one path for LSU, and that's beating Georgia. That's it. That's it. There, there's no other debate. Question. Don't lose to A&M and, and beat Georgia. And you're in the playoffs for LSU in the first year under Brian Kelly. Um, it's that simple. The debate then would be between a Georgia and a USC. Right, I just that was one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit last night. I feel like, but what's the what's the old saying, where college football they're, they're grocery shopping, but their angle or anger is in the wrong aisle, or it's like different fruits, but we're all in the same aisle, something of that nature. We're fighting about something that in the long run doesn't really truly matter, because in the sh- the very simple answer is if if neither one of these teams do X, Y, and Z, they're not in. Your debate would be between a one-loss Georgia and a one-loss conference champion USC. To to your point, mm-hmm. it's more important for USC, for Clemson, that USC is six and that Clemson is eight because that tells you that both teams take care of business, one-loss conference champions. They're putting USC in over Clemson. It would It would appear. appear. The only way – no, I don't think there's any way. Because in my mind, I'm trying to say if it's a like a blowout win for Clemson in their last two games, but North Carolina losing last week really hurts you on that. Clemson, I guess, can say, well, we just did this to a team that beat Tennessee, right? You could, sure. You could have that, which – I don't know how that factors. I don't know if that would matter or not, but that's kind of how I would feel if I was in in Clemson's mind. Was Clemson in South Carolina this weekend, right? So in your mind, you're playing a team that just beat Tennessee, but unfortunately, it's I, people don't look at it that way, right? Well, are they ranked in the top 25? Well, no, but yeah, okay. It's just what happened last week doesn't seem to factor in a lot of people's minds. At least that's what I'm taking away from it. Well, and one of the fascinating nuggets here is obviously USC and Notre Dame got to play. That's right. And if USC wins, then you go, you know, to the Pac-12 championship game where you still have a chance to get into this thing. But also, depending upon how they win, you you can add another little damaging blow to Clemson here, which Tennessee – they handed LSU a, a bad loss, right? And we just saw it last week. That doesn't. It didn't really hurt LSU, obviously, last night, though. 
But uh, that wasn't great, right, for Tennessee's collective resume. What happened to Tennessee uh, last week? Okay, we got much, much more for the playoff rankings that were revealed last night. No surprises, I I don't think. Now, we can debate if we thought Clemson was lower than they should have been. We can debate if we thought that um, USC should have been ahead of LSU. But I think for the most part, they got it right. Welcome back, Texas, to the rankings. They're back. Hilarious. Uh, But breaking news this morning. We got an update when we come back on the new deal for Lance Leipold and everything that you want to know from the Brent Venables press conference coming up right here on The Ref. (laughs) I had muted our mics. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Yeah, we were talking during the break about the – Amazon crew in 2022 and what we thought. So one of these long way to get to this story, one of these cable boxes in here doesn't always work all that well for some reason on NFL network. And today we clicked it on and it's working. Okay. This was my, this is my favorite show. Good morning football, but it's changed so much. I haven't watched it in a long time. I mean, imagine listening into the plank show on a regular basis and suddenly both Josh and I were gone. It's kind of how I feel whenever I watch that show now. Do I still love this show? Right. Uh, all of a sudden, it's – and to me, like uh, the Kay Adams and Nate Burleson are gone from the show. Like I like Kyle Brandt, but only in like certain doses. And Pete Schrager to me, I mean, I, I like Pete, but there's uh, – Yeah, I, I like both of those guys with those other two. Right, right. I like them with Nate Burleson and Kay Adams. So, yeah, I'm being very greedy here. But so I have it on, and I'm uh, – I don't know what to think, Josh. I don't know what to think. This is the topic they're doing right now on their whiteboard Wednesday, which used to be so creative and so fun. The QB you do not want at your Thanksgiving giving table is. What, what does that even mean? I know, everybody's got to do those. Right. Who don't you want to have? Josh, let's go to the phones at 405-329-9000. What sooner great would you want at your Thanksgiving lunch or dinner? Let's get let's get after it, ladies and gentlemen. We probably should do that just for a little bit of clout chasing. Right. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Which which sooners would you like at your Thanksgiving table and why? We'll take your phone calls next off the air. <laughs> and then we'll replay it whenever we come back and go, Hi, Ref Radio Network, who's this? My friends would go, this is Tammy. Tammy, tell me what sooner you would like to have Thanksgiving lunch with. And then Tammy would say, Steve Owens, and I was always his favorite. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Oh, that's, that's another great, great listener. What's the station that brings you the latest sports news when you need it, when you want it, all sooners, all the time? I think the, we should go with ref. that. The ref. That's right. QB, don't want it at your Thanksgiving table. Um couple quick air comfort solutions text here before we move on to the BV presser from yesterday. Um, <laughs> no! 918, we're not doing this. Stop it. Baker Mayfield, and it's no question. No. No. Not doing it. Um, I don't know if I agree with this from the 918. The committee has its favorites as always, and Clemson ain't one of them this go-around. Now, I'm glad he put, or she, put this go-around on it. Because in my mind, Josh Helmer, I I feel like Clemson has been one of the favorites of the selection committee. But is this a situation where the allure of LSU out of the SEC 
and bringing back meaningful football to the West Coast in what USC is doing, is that one of those where it's too much to overcome your your crush on Clemson? In other words, is the the prettier person now all of a sudden the one that you care about and to, to, to you – that's a resurgent LSU program and obviously a powerful brand like USC. And the quarterback play has been better. Sure. I mean, uh, that might be the biggest difference between the two in, in their minds is Caleb Williams versus what Clemson's got. So, yeah, I, I don't know that it's a, a favorites versus Clemson just hasn't been wildly impressive at times this season. They've got one loss. It was – and I agree with what the reporter was asking about. Mm-hmm. How can you have LSU ranked multiple spots in front of them when XYZ has happened and that favors Clemson? But Clemson does have that bad, embarrassing loss versus Notre Dame. And what else on the schedule makes you what makes you feel really great about what Clemson has done this season? Yeah, not much. Yesterday in that presser, I thought it was um, a good question that was asked to Boo Corrigan, and it's so wild whenever we hear the complete team conversation, Josh. What does it always center around? A team that can't play defense, right? How many times have you had the complete team conversation and it's a concern whether or not the team is is offensively talented enough? I would argue that it's never happened. I don't think – maybe outside of when Michigan State got in, and and even the Washington team under Chris Peterson, who was was it was it Jake Browning? Is that the the quarterback's name from a couple years ago? That sounds correct. Yeah, just slinging it. So it's very rare. But it was a question asked about USC's defense, but also in that Clemson's offense. Like you talk about complete teams, Clemson is not a very good offensive football team. Well, is the SC defense projecting in, into what it is? Um, but, but again, when you look at that game, and, and what a great game it was, right, For, 48 to 45, um, I, I think we're looking for a, a stronger showing by the defense. Uh, you know, as a committee, a more dominant um, win in those situations uh, to continue to move forward. You know, uh, Will Shipley uh, from Clemson, you, you know, is a dynamic player. Uh, for them, I think they've had some uh, maybe a little bit of ups and downs with regards to the quarterback position that we've talked about uh, in the room. But, again, a really good team that, that's had a really good year, you know, and, and through week 12, you know, that, that's our evaluation. Wow, that answers pretty much everything, doesn't it? Just we got to stop doing these. Po- I got to stop getting on these these post-game, post-ranking teleconferences and think there's anything of educational or entertainment value in there. I just got to stop myself. Yeah, there really wasn't much substance there, was there? Just a lot of words. <sighs> All of which, again, gets back to the point. Just say that you think these teams are better than those teams. Well, I wish everyone would start with, why do I can't run my head around it. Well, here's the first part. We think they're a better team, right? And here's why. But they, they like rattle off these things that in the middle of it. It's like me on this show. This is a teleconference that is supposed to explain why teams are ranked where they are, right? And literally, there's Boo Corrigan having a moment like we have on the show where it's like, and you know, it's uh, what we saw on Saturday. Wow, what a game that was on Saturday night, right? It's like, 
Yeah, that that was a, it did feel a little out of place. It's like what what the heck just happened here? Ah, <laughs> oh, what a game. Um, one more thing from the teleconference in the rankings last night. Um, Clemson's resume. Resume. And it's pretty obvious, Josh Helmer, based on where they are right now, as a one-loss conference championship contender, the the committee isn't impressed. There's two two-loss teams in front of them, and I would almost be willing to bet that it was kind of hanging by a thread to make sure that an Oregon team didn't pass them either with how much the committee values Oregon and with their win over Utah from the weekend. Here was Boo. Bo Carrington on Clemson's resume. Well, in our protocol, conference championships are part of what we talk about. So from that standpoint, not not clearly not going to project uh, forward as it, as it relates to that. But, you know, a, a really good football team, uh, I think it's trying to figure out what, what stands out for them. Uh, really good defensive line, really good defensively uh, with, with what they've done. You know, six and one against teams uh, over 500. And again, I know this can sound re- repetitive, but in watching them, you're looking for something that makes them uh, different, makes them stand out. In that respect, Coach Sweeney's done a great job uh, again this year uh, with his team. Uh, but the committee views them as the number 18. <laughs> um, we need something that stands out. There's not anything on their on their non-conference that would stand out. Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech. South Carolina this week, and again, doth not matter. There was a moment where that trip to Wake Forest was a pretty big deal. That was a top 25 team, and you went there and you beat them in arguably one of the games of the year. Remember, that was right during the Aaron Judge home run chase, and ESPN went – Double screen whenever Wake Forest scored to take the lead on yeah, Clemson. When you beat North Carolina State at the time, they were a top 10 team. That's that's the hardest thing for me, Josh, in the ranking process to quantify. A team that, as time progresses, doesn't end up being as good as they were, but at the time you were playing them, they were as good as anyone in the country. And it's just and, – And ranked top ten in the country. Right. Exactly. So I don't I don't always know how to quantify that. So, so they beat Florida State, but at the time they beat Florida State, Florida State wasn't ranked. They weren't thought of very highly. So does that make their win yet less impressive because they did it like the day before or something or what? I, I don't or, – or before they were – Ranked, I don't know. Let's just say with North Carolina State, for example, they win each of the past two weeks versus Boston College and at Louisville. Now, again, that removes Louisville from the 24th spot in the rankings, right? Right, okay. exactly. But I can't believe we're doing this. I'm, we're in this. We're in this wreck. It's a restrictor plate crash. There's nothing you can do. Playoff uh, nickels and dimes. Here we go. But if they're 9-2, and two, is that enough? I I even under that scenario, right. I think Clemson might be in the exact same spot. They might be ranked in front of Alabama, and that's it. <laughs> I think you're right. It's I, I hate to say it, right? And I but but it's just not. It's eye test. That, it's this, not what it should be, right? You're not going to pass that eye test. This is a 
slap in the face to our college football professor and some of the other folks out there because this is nothing more than, yeah, we like the quarterback at, at USC and Caleb Williams better. And you know what? We think both LSU and Alabama are better. Done. We'll take a timeout. It's 936. You could not be more right, Josh Helmer. Boy, you uh, you people on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, you guys don't have that same sympathy for Clemson that I thought we would have today. I thought there might be some – thought there might be some, oh, you know, listen, this is really unfair. Not a lot of people happy for USC's success. Notice that didn't carry over. Are you surprised by that? No. <laughs> 405-651-3439. When we come back, when we come back, Brent Venables met with the media yesterday. Now, you know, 10 a.m. is when we start going through the presser and making sure all is right in the world of, of Sooner football. So we'll hear from Brent Venables at 10 a.m. Top five stories of the day at 11. Let's hang on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving on the Plank Show. All right, listen, I, I don't know how many times I need to tell you guys this. We're not doing this, okay? We're not doing this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today. It was a joke. It was like my Facebook post that went out of control. Remember when I was joking about the honor of introducing a band? And everybody was very happy for you. And then, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was awesome, and I was really happy about it. But it was more a joke for Don Christie and the my FM friends at KMOD. And then the next thing I know, it's like, oh, my gosh, congratulations. That's so awesome. I'm like, my mom, so proud of you. I'm like, yeah, I'm introducing the Eli Young Band. Which I did find out that Eli Young Band is actually two people. I did not know that. Did you know that? Eli and Young. Yeah. That Eli Young Band, like someone named Eli and some guy with the last name of Young. Yep. Boom. Who Eli knew? Eli Young and Band. And I introduced him at Riverwind. But is that uh, what you said? I, I think my man Kelly call you reminded me and I was like yeah I know that then when I walked away I was like did I know that <laughs> it was literally like a frozen brain moment and here's some dude named Eli and some dude named Young but it's the Eli Young band. the point is and it was awesome and I want to do it again now now I want to do it again but I brought up who, who would be the, the, the person you would want to sit next to as a suitor from a Thanksgiving dinner uh, it was a joke so Baker Mayfield, no question. Gerald McCoy would be a blast. Turk and Grace, along with Brianna and Tress for Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Um, Friendsgiving. IVF man. I'd have to go with Mayfield. We're not doing this from the 405. Would not invite Gabe Eichard. The man is known to help himself with the pasta. We're not doing this. <laughs> Davis Devil, so I can prove as an old man I can throw better. We're not doing this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It ends here. I'm putting a stop to it. Now, what are you guys' favorite Thanksgiving sides? <laughs> hit, hit all the hacky stuff. Here, here's a problem for me. Excuse me. Here's a problem for me. I got to work with Arnie tonight, and you know that's just going to be right down his alley. Oh, yeah. Today. Oh, yeah. Even though it's kind of where, you know, Arnie's Jewish, and it's not like Thanksgiving is, like, not something that everyone celebrates, but I always find it weird the things that he'll say that he doesn't celebrate and then, like, the things that he does. And you're like, it doesn't really line up. Does with, not compute. Doesn't compute with this this dude. But, like, Thanksgiving. He's, like, anti-turkey. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Have ham. 
Um, this is, I actually thought this is, uh, I thought this was actually pretty good. This was so good, I put it on the prep page, which is a big deal on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. From the 405, the FCS can have a 20-team playoff, but D1 has to argue every week about who should or shouldn't be it. If you're not in the top one through 12, you really have no argument about being in. And I don't think you see anyone that's ranked 13th or 14th right now fighting now, it's going to expand things, right? Because when we do get to these conversations in a year from now, two years from now, whenever it might be, then it's going to be fun to truly debate that. Because that may be about where we are, right? As, as I understand it, still there's the automatic qualifiers from five conference champions for now and then seven other spots. It's, it's believed how it's going to go, right? So we might be having a conversation. Well, they're not. They don't belong in. They did this, that, and this, well, and they're the ninth or two. But right now, I don't see people in thirteen complaining about it. I don't know how you could have them as one of the teams hosting and not have this team host. <laughs> right. Which is again, can we please continue my push and fight, ladies and gentlemen? I just want to tell you, as I am campaigning for the president of college football. I will make it very clear that both first and second round games will be on home campuses. Then when we get to the semifinals, that's where you can have your bowl games. Dollar beer at every game, 50 cent sodas. Please. Hooray. Support my campaign. Hooray. All hail Plank. Uh, The interesting thing about it is I'm starting to look at these, these rankings now. And I maybe at times were someone that thought, man, when we get to thirteen, is it gonna, is it gonna be problematic? But so that's when you would have your LSU USC conversation, right? That's where when you look at it, you know LSU, even if they lost the SEC championship game, you know how far would they fall? Would they would they still get in over say a two loss Tennessee or a two loss Alabama? Think about that fight you would have then. Now there you go. Do all three get in? To a 12-team playoff. Where does a a, a two-loss or three-loss Oregon fit in? Would a Penn State be a team that no one would want to deal with? I'll tell you one team that no one would want to deal with. That's Kansas State. But how is their ranking then affected if they lose the Big 12 championship game? And then at that point, when we get to 12, Josh, how important – and I don't even know how important it is in the eyes of the committee, but I think it matters. It's kind of an eye test thing. How good those games are. Right? Ooh, that conference championship game was amazing. TCU won it. Uh, it stayed undefeated. But, man, Kansas State's really good. Can we get them in in three losses? Right? I mean, it's just sure. all these things matter, I think. Looking and it up. would matter. And, obviously, uh, th- those types of things would factor in and will in the future factor in. Yeah, it just – that's going to take away a lot of some of the current silliness. I know that – there's the, hey, let's protect the regular season folks out there. I still think you get a good bit of that with the home field angle to it. It'll be different. Right. But I don't think magically college football, we get to a place where you, I, everybody else doesn't want to win football games right. each and every week. Exactly. It'll be different, but it'll still be great. Breaking news from ESPN, Lance Leipold has agreed to a new contract that extends him through 2029. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. What's the buyout? <laughs> the new deal 
combined with $300 million in facility investment, has shown a commitment to Kansas football, according to Pete Thamel. Pete, what's whatever. the buyout? Speaking of Pete Thamel, whatever happened to Thayer Evans? Remember him? He was the guy that had the big expose that really wasn't on Oklahoma State football. But isn't he an Oklahoma guy? I think he is. I don't know what happened huh. to him. Interesting. I don't know why. Every let's time do I do some digging. Let's dig up. Where's Thayer Evans? 405-329-9000. I'm kidding. Quick break. When we come back, more of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We've got the BV press conference from yesterday. We haven't spent hardly any time on the Sooners here in the first 48 minutes. So let's get after it on OU Football next right here on The Ref. <laughs> All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Did you see they have an update to the Sean Coogler story, the offensive line coach for the Arizona Cardinals who was fired? Um, in a term that I don't think anyone ever wants to be associated with, uh, ESPN just ran a headline that said more information after Sean Coogler was fired. Kruger, Kruger, Coogler was fired for groping incident. Oh, my goodness. Groping incident. Don't think that's anything that anyone wants on their resume. Uh, Guy from Geyer asks a really good question here before we get ready for the the, the BV press conference reset. Groping, there you go. What does it say about it, by the way? Mexican authorities were notified of the incident? Yeah. Holy smokes. Just, I don't know, allegedly groped a woman in Mexico City. So I- Okay, listen, Josh, you have to give me a heads up on both the memes that you sent me to look at before I'm on the air. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, because I was working during the break on the, the BV presser, and I'd seen the one with uh, Bubba Hill and Josh Heupel standing next to each other. I was today years old when I saw Okay, that. okay, I'd seen that one, which is fantastic. There's a picture of Bobby Hill, Hank Hill's son. And Josh Heupel, side by, and they literally look like they're twins. I know. It's it's unbelievable. I had not seen this. And <laughs> yeah. I, this, this guy, this is the guy that dropped 63 on Tennessee. <laughs> what, my, what are you it's doing? It's Spencer Rattler. It, yeah, it's Spencer Rattler. All right. All right, guys, we'll, we'll dig on more of the details on Sean, uh, Sean Kruger here in just a bit. But Guy from Geyer says, the added complication is this. He talks about looking at where teams were ranked. Ranked by who? The AP is not official, and the committee doesn't start till week seven. That is a fantastic point. So in other words, to put in context what I think Guy from Geyer is saying, you know, you talk about, hey, they had a win earlier this season over uh, North Carolina State. Well, at the time when Clemson beat North Carolina State, North Carolina State was the number 10 team in the country. Number 10. And the prior week when they beat Wake Forest, Wake Forest was a top 25 team. Yep. But there, the were, pl- no, there were no playoff rankings. Ding, ding, ding. So are you looking at the, the AP rankings? Are you looking at the coaches poll? What is it that matters to you through that process? It's interesting. It, and, and it's problematic because, like I said, how do you gauge what happened to a team? Like, I firmly believe the team that – TCU beat in the orange and black was a much different team than they are today. And 
I firmly believe that the team that TCU beat in purple was a much different team because they had to play the third-string quarterback. So, so how do you balance all this out? If I'm hearing both of you correctly. <laughs> Not just both of me and my personalities, guy from guy or as yeah. well. We want college football playoff rankings every week throughout the whole season, right? That way we have, we've got a track record here to fall back on. Um, Can you imagine the cold takes if that happened? Oh, Oregon. Oregon's awful. And then several weeks later, well, they're playing good football now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we to get out of here. We got to take a break. When we come back, the, the Air Comfort Solutions text are great. I cannot wait for the 12-team platform dollar deal, deals and 50-cent sodas work for me. Who says sodas anymore? It used to be pop. When I, it's pop. Come on, man. Whenever I grew up in Illinois and I went home and I started saying, they call soda pop. Makes no sense. So what what was it for you growing up? Like Pepsi. Coke? <laughs> it was Pepsi. It wasn't Coke. It was Pepsi. You want Pepsi? Pepsi? Yeah, my mom was a diet Pepsi drinker. So in, in our house, it was always Pepsi. Yeah, but like like out and about, you'd be like at a restaurant. You'd say, hey, can I get a Pepsi? It, it, can I get a soda? Yeah. Okay. So, But it would be for my mom. It's like, I just want a Pepsi. So like this whole thing where it's it's a Coke now, that was something I was unfamiliar with whenever I was growing up. Right. I don't know how we got on Soda Talk, but I'm here for it. All right, quick break. When we come back, Bryn Venable's presser from yesterday, what caught our ear next.